We're back on the Win Daily Show. We're covering the Wednesday MLB slate. And not only do we want to make you money at WinDailySports.com, but my goal today is to get Adam to laugh. So I'm going to try to track some jokes. Look, I already did it, man. That was easy. It's hump day. So we're going to have some fun. We're going to make some money. We're going to turn your love of sports into a profit center. Make sure you hop in our expert chat at WinDailySports.com. We're on Discord. We're talking lineups every single day, every night. Whether it's MLB, NBA showdowns, golf, NASCAR, MMA, NFL is right around the corner. Adam writes the best NFL article on top of his MLB articles that he always writes. He got a pitch and breakdown that will be out every single day covering the entire slate. So I'll stop talking, and Adam, you'll break down these pitchers for the main slate on Wednesday. If you want to throw a couple nuggets out there of some early guys you like, go right ahead. But let's cover that main slate through and through. Yeah, I mean, as far as, you know, the, the aces go in the slate, we got some good names up top. You have McClanahan, you have Burns, you have Cortez. And for me, even though he's grabbing the Yankees matchup, it's still McClanahan. He's been arguably the best fantasy pitcher in the league this season. Um, you know, sure, he's going to have a start at some point where things don't go well. It's baseball. It's going to happen. But there's just nothing in this profile to suggest that it's coming at any point. I mean, the XFIP is 202. The FIP is 245. The ERA is 187. Uh, his his K rate's over 37%. The swing strike rate, just under 17%. Neither side of the plate has a whip over 0.86. The, the kid is just ridiculous. He, he He's incredible on the mound every time. And, yeah, the Yankees can be scary against a lefty, but this isn't your normal lefty. So, for me, you know, if you're paying up, up all the way at the top, I'm going right to the tip top and going to McClanahan. No love for the mustache and Cortez. Cortez is favored. The game is uh, seven and a half over under Cortez. Probably not because he's a better pitcher than McClanahan, but he's got those Yankees bats behind him. So they're a minus 140 favorite. Outside of, you know, this matchup here, let's talk about Cortez for a second, though, before we go over to Burns and Berrios and, you know, some other pitchers on the slate. Where do you have Cortez slated as the favorite versus the weaker lineup here? Dude came out of nowhere, man. Like, really came out of nowhere. This guy was fighting to, like, earn a roster spot, and now he's become the best pitcher in New York. Thoughts on Cortez here? I mean, I I don't mind running both guys. Um, you know, I, for me, I don't care about stacking pitchers because the win is always kind of out of their hand, and, and typically anyways, bullpen can come in and ruin that really quick. So I, I don't really plan for that win very often. Um, you know, he just faced a raise. He scored 27 DK. He can certainly do it again. The Rays aren't striking out a ton against lefties this season. Uh, it's barely over 17% as a team, but Cortez is just so so difficult to get much against. I mean, if they throw any lefties out, he's got a 35% K rate to that side. The right side just doesn't make a lot of good, solid contact. The barrel rate's under 5%. You just can't really square this guy up very often, and that cutter is one of the main reasons why, man. His cutter is awesome. Yeah, look, I, I like Cortez here. He went out there in the last start and had his one blemish of his entire, you know, season. But everything outside of that has been, you know, basically the nuts. You know, you, you want what he does. He goes out there, case people, pitches innings. He's over 100 pitches in a lot of his starts here. So he's got 35-point upside. He's got like a typically a 20-point floor here at 9,900. Like you said, I don't mind playing McClanahan with Cortez together. You pretty much get a win out of one of them, so there's four points there. And then you'll get seven innings out of each of them, probably seven Ks out of each of them. 
Their props are going to be crazy. They're going to be in line for, you know, 20 to 30 points here. Outside of those two guys, though, you got Burns mixed in between. Burns has been struggling last two starts. He got kind of hit up and walked four against Philly. Still struck out eight, but he only lasted four and a third before that. Three and two thirds against San Diego. Guy's been struggling a little bit. The Brewers have been struggling a little bit. The Mets have been hitting. They've been winning most of their games, most of their series here. Are you fading Bournes, or are you going after him against the Mets? I'm probably just going to wind up fading him. I don't want to go after him in a major way because this guy's still wildly talented. But one thing I did notice is the sinker and the yeah, slider. He doesn't throw him a ton. It's only about 18% of his arsenal. But that's been where a lot of his struggles have come from. Uh, last year, the slide or the sinker was uh, only a lot of 229 Woba. This year, it's up to 516. The slider was at 1. 151. This year, it's at 272. Against right-handed hitters, the uh, home run per nine is over one and a half. Pete Alonzo destroys sliders and sinkers. Listen, it, it would be a crazy play because it's still Corbin Burns. It's These aren't main pitches for him. But if he throws a sinker or a slider to Alonzo tomorrow, I, I think I think Alonzo might take him out. I like hearing that, man. You know I'm a Mets fan, so I'll take that any day of the week. Maybe go out there and bet his total basis prop over one and a half, cash that bet. You know, sneaky for DFS as well. Now, coming off the top, you know, you got Anderson for the Dodgers. I got no love for him. I'm not going to go out there and roll him at 9,600 when Cortez, um, McClanahan are above him. And then Berrios at 8,900 becomes really a, a great spot at 8,900. You get that discount. Dude struggled to start the year. He's had a couple of bad starts mixed in between. But he also went out there against Minnesota. Maybe a little revenge narrative. He strikes out 13. Backs it up with 5Ks over 8 against Detroit. Yes, weaker lineup. But, you know, Detroit battled against some teams as well. Shut down St. Louis. Shut down Seattle. Berrios at 8,900 is in a great spot. So I wanted to talk about him. And then this dude Strider for Atlanta. I pitched him in his last star. His price is creeping up a little bit. So he's not as valuable as he was last week but 7700 against washington if he gets you 15 20 i think he's in a good spot here so talk about these two guys and after that you got Contreras against st louis i want to talk about him as well at 6900 and anybody else you like um on the main slate on DraftKings. as far as barrios goes um his curveball started to work a lot better and four of his last five starts uh it's totaled almost three fan graph points which is, you know, a pretty sizable uh, mark for only four starts. In that one bad one, it was negative 1.6. So the curveball is tip. It's almost always been the key with him. He's starting to get the feel for it back this season. He's going to need it because the Orioles are third against the curve this season. Okay. You know, it's Barrios. His, his price is getting up there where you kind of have to make a decision. You know, when he was 7,500 against Detroit, it felt like just an easy call. Now it's it's a little bit of a tougher one. But Baltimore's striking out almost 23% of the time. So there's a tangible upside for Barrios. I don't mind him. I, I'd still probably, I know it's almost a thousand dollars more. I always feel like I can find a thousand dollars though. And, and I do prefer Cortez if I can get there. Kind of depends sure. on your build and everything like that. Past that. Yeah. The next pitcher on my list is probably going to be Strider. Um, Peterson and Flaherty both have pitch count concerns in my eyes. So I'm not really looking there. Strider's still under 8K. Washington's not the best strikeout lineup that we like to target. 
But since he's moved into the, the actual rotation, his K rate's still over 33%. His ERA and XFIP haven't gone up that much higher than when he was a reliever. Everything's still clicking for him. It still scares me. He throws his fastball so much. It's over 65% of the time. Washington does hit that pitch really well, but Juan Soto sat last night. If he sits again, you know, the lineup definitely takes a hit. I, I could definitely see the case for Strider here because the, the strikeout upside just doesn't match that salary. He, he's still a little bit too cheap. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with that, man. He's too cheap. He's got – he's going to be a big favorite in this game too in minus 190. You know, the over-under is heavy. It's nine and a half, one of the highest, you know, spots on the board, but it's probably due to the fact that the Braves have been mashing. They've been winning a lot. They're starting to scare me in the NL East a bit, and they're going to get steady. So, you know, these Braves are starting to hit. They lost Albies, but we'll talk about that stack in a second. But talk about your boy Contreras, man. I pitch him pretty much every time he started uh, this year, taking shots on him, and it's been paying off. The guy's been hitting his K-props, and he's also been, you know, a good value guy throughout each start so far, he hasn't really put it all together outside of that first start. St. Louis is super tough. So I don't want to look at the box scores here and say, okay, you know, he was cheap in a you know sub-7K range and getting you 15 to 20 points pretty much every start. The St. Louis team is different. So what are we doing, Contreras? I'm still interested. Um, you know, when you look at him – it's only a 28-inning sample size this year, so I don't really want to get too tangled up in the splits because he is worse to the right side so far. But we're also talking about a BABIP that's uh, almost 400 for him against the right side. That's not going to stick around. K-rate, 28%, and the swing strike rate's 14.5%. That's just as big of a key as, as a big strikeout rate early. It's one thing to strike hitters out and kind of catch them by surprise, and you know they don't have much tape on you. When they're swinging and missing at 15 or 14 and a half percent of your pitches, that's a big number. And that slider is legit, man. It's generated a whiff rate of almost 49%. And the cards are only 18 facing that pitch this season. So I still think, uh, same as Strider, the, the upside for his strikeout ability is not priced in, even given the matchup. I mean, we saw JT Brubaker pitch yesterday and game one against Cardinals and, and he did fine. You know, if, if you get that kind of a start from Contreras, you're going to be pretty happy. And he has a lot more K upside than uh, Brubaker does. Yeah. Look, I've been starting Strider and Contreras. Like they, they just keep landing on the same rotation. I keep on playing them together and I've been able to stack any lineup I wanted this time. I think you pair one of these two guys, Contreras or, or Strider and you go up top because there's some power aces up top with Cortez and McClanahan and Burns and even Barrios, where you go one of each, you mix and match, and then you should have a 40-point floor, hopefully, and then maybe get into 50-55 if they both go lights out. Now, flipping the conversation to stacks, you got a course field game. you got the Atlanta Braves versus Fetty. Braves have been super hot. you got Toronto versus Zimmerman. you got Boston, who's been hot against Cap. Where are you going here? Boston. Cleveland, Colorado, Atlanta, what's your favorite spot? Yeah, the first place I'm going, and it, it's been pretty consistent these past few days, but I'm going right back to Toronto. It, it's hard not to. You know, I had hoped Zimmerman had kind of put some things together. It doesn't really look like it's going to work out for him at this point. When he's facing a righty, it's a 377 Woba. The FIPS four, uh, over 5.4. The home run per nine is cre creeping towards two. I mean, Springer, Vlad, T. Oscar, Chapman, Kirk. 
Espinal, they're all over a 340 Woba against righties. Only Bobachet has an eight has a K rate over 18%. And the FEVP for the for the day is going to come from their catching spot again. Because Gabriel Moreno is still 2300 had a big game last night. I'd be surprised if Toronto didn't let him play again. You, you know, you want this kid to come up from AAA and feel good about himself. He's coming off his best game as a pro. 2300 against a very hittable lefty. It, it makes that easy, and if you're pairing, you know, Contreras or Strider with that ace, you got some salary to play with, especially once you put in Moreno, a catcher. Yeah, and Gary O's cheap in the outfield as well, so you can yeah. definitely stack up Toronto pretty easily if you take one of those value spots. Now, you got Coors Field, you know, semi-disappointed uh, on Tuesday, but there's still some big bats out there. You got the Braves. Like I said, no Albies in that lineup. He's going to be gone for a little bit, but you still got some big bats there. Um, Olsen, there's a, there's a couple spots you can go to here, man. Outside of Toronto, how do you rate these these second-tier stacks, number two, three, four, and five? What other teams are you looking at? The second one for me was going to be the Rockies, actually. Um, you know, Pinkerton has a decent K rate, has some, some strikeout ability, but the Rockies are better against lefties overall. And even with this strikeout ability, the XFIPS 4.66, he's got almost a 43% fly ball rate. That That's not what you really want to see in Coors Field. He's walking guys close to a 14% rate, so he's going to wind up hurting himself because if he's walking guys, getting guys on base, and then with that fly ball tendencies, something's going to leave the yard that he doesn't want to, and if there's men on base at the same time, you're going to be in trouble. So guys like uh, Jonathan Daza, Brendan Rodgers, Brian Servan, uh, Iglesias, Connor Joe, CJ Crone, kind of all those names that we know from those that Rocky lineup, they're all in play for me. And the thing is, they are crazy cheap. I mean, you're looking at CJ Crone as the most expensive at 4,600. So if if you're building a Blue Jay stack and maybe you can't get to Vlad and you need somebody, you know, uh, about $800 cheaper, CJ Crone's going to fit really nicely in that lineup. Yeah, they're cheap, man. They're definitely cheap. They they went against Bieber. On Tuesday, here they get a discount. Pickleton's been pretty good, but it's Coors Field, young dude. Um, so I like that call there. I think Boston, they've been swinging hot bats, definitely in play as well. Yeah. Cleveland, Gomber, you know, he's he pitched better in a couple starts as of late, but Cleveland definitely in play. And Atlanta, I keep saying the word Atlanta, Atlanta. Yeah. Um, they're starting to worry me in the NL East. They keep winning. Acuna's been hot, 13 for his last 38, with like four home runs, five re-eyes. He's stealing bases again. He's talking trash. He's got the swag. I still don't know how they won the World Series without this dude, but they did somehow. This is crazy to me. But, again, I like Atlanta. I like Toronto. I like Boston. Um, I like to call out in Coors Field. Both those teams work as well. Any sneaky, sneaky stacks are like not teams that we mentioned here that you think have a shot to go out there and kind of surprise some people, you know, maybe it's who could it be? If, if it's not one of those teams, is it, is it the Mets getting to Burns? Is it, you know, the Cardinals getting to Contreras? Is it maybe someone in LA Did the Dodgers get to Detmers or do, you know, the angels get to Tyler Anderson here. Any sneaky I mean, stacks you want to mention? I don't think the Dodgers will necessarily be sneaky. Um, I, I do like them a good bit. Detmers just doesn't strike anybody else. So it's not really a big worry. Boston has not officially announced their starting pitcher that I've seen yet. I want to keep an eye on that because I think we could have some decent value with the Oakland lineup. 
as you know one or two fill-in guys. You, you need somebody cheap. Let's see who's starting for Boston and go from there. But um, you know, if for some reason Moreno sits, I doubt it. But if he does, somebody like Stephen Vogt might might fit that bill at twenty five hundred and kind of keeps that bill the exact same. Guys like that that are going to be cheap fill-ins, I definitely have my eye on DA's lineup today. Yeah, so definitely check out those lines when they roll out. We'll be in our expert chat at winddailysports.com. Go download the Sharp app for free as well. All your sports betting needs are in the Sharp app. We put our props both in the Sharp Discord, the Win Daily Discord, along with all of our favorite DFS plays. You want to hop in an expert chat. Big golf show. If you missed a golf show earlier on Tuesday night, they're preparing everybody for the U.S. Open. Big tournaments, Millie Makers on DraftKings. So you definitely want to consume all the golf content on WinDailySports.com. We have a lot of free content for golf as well. Big NBA series. Adam, I'll ask you a last question before we get out of here. I've been flip-flopping because this whole NBA playoffs have been kind of crazy. Now the Golden State has the upper hand. They're up 3-2. Is it Golden State easy? They can't lose two in a row? Or do Boston still have a chance? you got Boston pulling off the upset. I said Golden State in six before it started. So you uh, can't change now, man. You're 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 I can't change it. I'm in spot, man. Right. I'm in I'm in position. Look, am I gonna be surprised if it makes it back to Golden State? Absolutely not. But I I said Golden State in six, I gotta stick with it, especially right now, because it looks like I could be right. If if they lose in Boston, does Golden State definitely close in in seven? I think so. I still think I, I think Boston's offense is just a little bit shaky right now, and Tatum just hasn't played well enough. I know he's gotten his points, but, I mean, the fourth quarter struggles have been storied everywhere at this point. You know, he needed to take that step, I thought, for them to win, and to this point he hasn't. He still could. There's still two games left. Maybe he just goes nuts, but yeah. to this point he hasn't done enough. Yeah, Wiggins stepped up. Uh, Jordan sure. Poole did what he had to do, but Wiggins emerging. And it's really funny, man. Have you seen – I'll I'll leave it at this, but did you you see the? I think it's the freezing cold takes Twitter account that has an old post from like however long ago. Was it from Tatum? Yes, it's basically <laughs> saying, "What do you say again? Who's better I, than uh, Wiggins?" I can't remember who he said it. Oh, it was Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker is, is better not than work, Wiggins. Not working yeah. out for Tatum on a lot of fronts right now. <laughs> yeah, that was a bad call, but. Um, between Sweetness. that and and the Curry family doing their thing, man, it's been a it's been a pretty crazy NBA Finals, man. If you haven't been on Twitter, go follow us on Win Daily Sports. Go check out the golf content. Download the Sharp app. We'll be back tomorrow. And big shout out to Mac, man. I woke up today. He won three thousand dollars on sure. a FanDuel contest. So love waking up to to users, subscribers, anybody making money, man. I'm happy for everybody. So everybody make some money on Wednesday. We'll be back on Thursday with more MLB DFS breakdowns. And we are out of here.